0: Welcome to Soul Cravings with psychotherapist and writer Karen Seeger. In her show, Karen talks about how to take care, cope, grow and thrive through difficult times like change, anxiety, loss, death, illness, loneliness and hopelessness. Karen draws on her knowledge as a therapist, her own life experiences and offers support locally and globally and records her shows on her orange houseboat on the River Thames. And now, over to your show host, Karen Seeger.
1: Hello and welcome. I'm Karen Seeger, a psychotherapist and writer. And in today's program, I would like to talk with you about something that affects us all. Hope and hopelessness. Why does it matter? And how do you turn feeling hopeless into hope? I will share with you five key steps and a bit about my own experience of coping with hopelessness. But first of all, let's be clear. Feeling hopeless is human. If you feel hopeless, it's not because you're doing something wrong. If you haven't yet felt hopeless, then chances are you will do so in the future. Because hopelessness can happen to us all. And there is no shame in feeling this way. Hope is the key motivation in our lives. Finding hope, holding on to it, losing it, getting it back, strengthening it. That is the subtitle of our lives. Hope keeps us going. Feeling hopeless, on the other hand, can stop us in our tracks. It can block energy, growth, happiness and love. Hopelessness at its worst can be deeply destructive to our potential, our health and ultimately to our life. Here are some key points about hopelessness. Do you recognise any? Hopelessness is not always noticeable. You can feel hopeless without knowing it. Equally, you might think you know someone well, yet you may have no clue of how hopeless they might be. Hopelessness tends to feel heavy, while hope feels light. If you are stuck in depression, anxiety, indifference, anger, sadness and such, and can't shift it, then check in with yourself. Could these be symptoms of feeling hopeless? If you're in therapy for any of the above, then I suggest you explore your relationship with hope. At the core of feeling hopeless is the belief that improvements, a solution or healing, you name it, are not possible. We are all capable of holding this belief for short or longer periods in our lives. It all depends on what has happened. Our experience of hopelessness can even fester into a conviction, which we can reinforce by refusing to try or do anything different. Because what's the point? It's hopeless, right? Now what are common reasons for feeling hopeless? They can be as varied as you and I. You might have tried and so far seemingly failed to improve important areas in your life like love, relationships, income, health, well-being, work and more. You may feel tired and disheartened of trying again and again Disappointments, regrets and setbacks zap our energies, motivation and hope. You may be lonely, grieving or lost what used to give you purpose and identity. Another person, a job, an income, your home, your youth, your looks, your health, your beliefs. You might generally be more prone to negative thinking and cynicism, the glass half-empty approach to life. Now we cannot talk about hopelessness without talking about feeling suicidal. While there may be many reasons for wanting to end one's life, feeling hopeless will figure somewhere. Severe hopelessness can lead to feeling hopeless about life, then death, and dying can look like an acceptable option. Feeling suicidal because of hopelessness doesn't necessarily make people upset. It can be a quietly lingering idea. A silent conviction people may not even act on, but may be more likely to act on in moments of despair, moments that hold more apparent evidence that life and their predicament Is hopeless. If that is you, then I put it to you that talking about it with someone independent who is not involved in your life will help. Find a confidant, contact a therapist or counselor, your medical practitioner, contact a crisis service like the Samaritans in the UK, there might be something similar wherever you are. Now, how can we avoid getting stuck in feeling hopeless? As much as feeling hopeless is understandable and human, there is a lot we can do to keep us trapped in this darkest of feelings. And when that happens, hopelessness can become the signature tune of our life. If you play it again and again, you will only make it more powerful. Here are five key points to help you turn feeling hopeless into hope. 1. Don't let your hopelessness disempower you. Often we feel hopeless because we feel disempowered by others, life, ill health, fate, destiny and such. Yet feeling hopeless in itself is a very disempowering emotion. Whenever I feel hopeless, I notice I also feel reluctant and resistant to try anything to get myself out of this place. And then I'm disempowering myself. If that is you, then remember, you have the power to disempower your hopelessness. 2. Stop digging the hole. If I kept telling you in words, acts, and in the way I carry myself, that I feel hopeless, then sooner or later you would regard me as a hopeless person and a hopeless case. You would withdraw from me because of the hopeless energy I sent out. That would make me feel abandoned and disappointed, and that would justify and reinforce My hopelessness. Now, the same applies to negative self talk. If you keep telling yourself again and again that it's hopeless and that you are hopeless, then you are less and less likely to keep trying. You will leak positive energy and will. Observe your language and change it. 3 draw a line and stick to it. Yes, some things and situations in life may be hopeless. You may never get what you want and deserve. You may need to change directions. That doesn't mean giving in or giving up. It means doing the smart thing. There are some jobs I'd like to do, but I also know for a fact that that I have no hope in hell of getting them. So why should I keep pushing? Why should I put myself through the disappointment and waste energy and other good opportunities? I tell myself, if I don't fit, then that job doesn't fit in with me. So stop banging against a door that will never open. Find the one that does or create your own. 4. Don't suck it in. If you feel disappointment and a sense of hopelessness coming over you, then let it pass you by. Shut all the doors and windows and let that toxic cloud pass you by without breathing it in. Because it will stifle your creativity, self-worth and ability to look for other options. Feel proud when you let the toxicity pass. 5. Acknowledge the good moments. When you're stuck in hopelessness, very little will excite you because it is a lonely, dull, dark, and numb place. Therefore, make sure you acknowledge the good and reasonable moments in your life. Say it out loud. This has been good. I enjoyed that. I did well. That way you will build an internal buffer and you create valuable bonus points. With that in place, when hopelessness hits, it might not hit you as hard or for as long. Remembering better times helps keeping hopelessness in perspective. Now, I promised you an example of my own experience with hopelessness. This is not a blueprint, but it may give you some useful clues. The last time I felt deep hopelessness, it crept up silently and knocked me for six, almost in the blink of an eye. Looking back, there were telltale signs. But when it happened, it took me a while to realise that hopelessness was at the bottom of it. So what had been going on? In May 2018, I was re-diagnosed with breast cancer, a local recurrence of the cancer in the same breast. I will talk about how that makes you feel in another programme. Suffice it to say, it was pretty devastating. In addition to the cancer treatment I opted for, I embarked on a complex program to support my physical, mental, emotional and spiritual energy. At the same time, life did not stand still. Because I stopped working, there were money worries, family worries. My dog had been diagnosed with cancer at the same time. Repairs for my home, the heat wave. Craving for comfort food that's not good for me. Noise in my neighbourhood that I was getting increasingly sensitive to. Having to reassure others that all will be well, when I didn't know whether it would be well. Missing my work. Disbelief, sadness and anger about the cancer having come back. Wondering whether I'm doing the right thing. Not many people understanding what I'm doing and why. Grieving for myself, fear of cancer treatment side effects, and fear of dying. These are just some of the difficulties I I was facing, but you get the picture. I soldiered on. I say soldiered because that's what I was doing. It didn't come easily. I had to dig deep. And then, one day, snap. No more. I had lost the connection to what I was doing, the reasoning behind it and the belief in it. My mind felt no longer free and empowered. Instead, my mind started switching between anger and fear. Was I tired? Had it become too much? Was it the heat, the worries, the cancer, the time pressure, the not knowing? The possibilities were endless. The well-intentioned recommendations I received from concerned friends and family seemed equally endless. No. No, no, and no again. Nothing was shifting it. I was digging in my heels and resisting it all. I became stubborn and despairing at the same time. I did not want to feel this way, but there was seemingly nothing that could unlock me or motivate me to unlock myself from this dire predicament. At the same time, I started feeling physically weak and uncomfortable. Shallow breathing, bent posture, fatigue, feeling lifeless and stressed. Feeling hopeless can also manifest itself physically. It is a state of distress which the body picks up. And when you're not well, that's the last thing you need. I could feel the heavy cloud coming over me, and worryingly I started feeling indifferent and increasingly angry, with that increasingly frightened. But from past experience, I still believed I might get to the bottom of it all, somehow. And so it happened on an early morning walk with Lily, my dog. It suddenly became clear. The reason why I felt disconnected and stuck was that I had lost hope. I had started feeling hopeless regards to cancer, my life, and what I had been doing about it all. When I understood that, I could start turning it around. While I had found an answer that made sense, I also felt an emotional release. Sadness, anger and fear started pouring out of me. When that happens to you, follow these steps. Whatever you do, let it come out. Sob, cry, scream... Whatever it takes, do not under any circumstances block the outpouring. In that moment, don't talk much about it to others. That will weaken the release. Stay on your own if you can. Stay really tuned into you. Don't be frightened. What's happening is healthy and necessary. Then comes a really important moment It might not last long, like when the tide turns, if you've ever seen that. Water comes rushing in with lots of power. Then it stands still. And then the tide turns and slowly the water starts running out the the way it had come. That's your cue for turning and catching the hope boat back the other way. In that moment, do what you need to do to feel good and at peace. Walk, run, sit, close your eyes or not, listen to music, have a cup of tea, something calming, not stimulating, chant, pray, chill, whatever works for you. More often than not, you will get a glimpse of courage. Do not dismiss that glimpse of courage or hope. Watch your mind, because hopelessness knows the gig and is waiting to come back in. Stay strong. So what happened to me after that? I got back to thinking about hope and why I must not allow what may lie ahead destroy what I have now. I wrote an article about how to turn feeling hopelessness into hope. And from the comments I receive, I know it matters to many of us. I'm also ready for the next visit from hopelessness. But remember, you and I, we are a lot more than our moments of hopelessness. I hope you found today's program of interest and help. I'm Karen Ziga, and I look forward to you joining me here again next time. Until then... You can follow me on Twitter at Karen Sieger or read my articles and sign up to my newsletter at karenseeger.com. Take care and see you soon.
0: Thanks for listening to Soul Cravings with your host Karen Seeger. You can follow Karen on Twitter at Karen Ziger. Catch up with her articles, videos and work via her website karenseeger.com. That's K-A-R-I-N. S-I-E-G-E-R